Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 370. The team is back together, and we have another show. <laughs> so exciting! It's fucking accurate, dude. So I mean, accurate. it Assembled. is. It is a show. <laughs> you know, our normal formatted show, unlike some of the other stuff that we've done when we're on hiatus. Yes. yes. Movie reviews and interviews and... etc. 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 Well, I was hoping for Charles actually. Um, well, I filled in the space. I said it in my head, so does that count? <laughs> no, sure. Charles. That's not how the force works. <laughs> but coming back, uh, we had some books that we reviewed. I reviewed Batman last night on Earth, last night on Earth, and the radically rearranged Ronin ragdolls. Nice. Yeah. I said it without even. I said it without even looking at the thing. I reviewed Nightmare World, even though I didn't know you guys knew about it already, but that's cool. No, that's not. I think that's awesome. Like I said, it's one of those things yeah. that we adore about you, Charles. The the adolescence. Oh the God. Fresh meat. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys looking at me like that? So <laughs> there was seriously a smile on their faces at some point when I was talking, and I was like, um, what's happening right now? <laughs> this is so creepy. <laughs> uh, and I'm super excited for a prequel and a sequel. One involving robots, one involving puppets. puppets. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's all I'll say. So with that, grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 370, The New Land of Vanilla Opinions. Personal life, personal. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what makes us special. That we talk about our personal lives. Sometimes I would have she to say to every episode <laughs> <laughs> that our listeners know almost nothing about my personal life. They know more about your personal life. This is what makes our podcast special. It's the this is what Tony did this weekend hour. <laughs> yeah, it's not a whole hour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, our podcast is an hour, but I'm saying it's not it's what I did into bits. <laughs> For a complete hour. Put it all together if you Tarantino it. <laughs> it's all one story. About 15 minutes of comics. <laughs> well, there's a lot that we've done in the last couple of weeks since we haven't, I guess, live recorded together. Right. Yeah. It's we been did at Motor City. weeks since I've done like an actual sit down. No, because at Motor City you were with us. Yeah, that doesn't count. Okay. I feel like standards are lower there. I didn't have to read anything. <laughs> Old man Derek was there, so usually you just let him go and yeah, and you won't. You got forty-five minutes of content. Uh, <laughs> yes, we did uh, have some fun at Motor City Comic Con, and we have plenty of stuff coming from that down the pipeline. Uh, Charles, uh, I guess because it was your first convention, thoughts? What'd you think? Oh, uh, I, I had a horrible time, and I never <laughs> want to go again. Oh my God, it was the worst time. <laughs> so, I want to just explain the giddiness on his face the oh entire gosh. weekend. <laughs> and <laughs> when he interviewed someone, he's like, they gave me a free print. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Tony comes over, he's like, that's pretty much standard, buddy. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say standard, I know, I know, but it's... But, you know, that's, that's the feeling I got from you. Like, you, you usually, yeah. you know, yeah. we've been known to get free prints, buddy. He's <laughs> jaded. Yeah. Tony's jaded, mm-hmm. and I'm jaded? a little jaded too. Like after you've gone to a bunch of cons, you kind of there's stuff you just overlook, right? Oh that yeah. You get so yeah, used like John to. Cleese. We were over there uh, by like John Cleese's booth, and he's like, "Nah, no big deal." I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's John Cleese right there." Yeah, I still do that when he walked when we were coming in, and he was walking in. I was like, "Oh, guy." <laughs> That's why I enjoyed having Charles mostly by my side the whole weekend. Just him, just. Being happy and... You got to live vicariously through yeah. his joy. But, so at first, when I saw celebrities, it was like a tractor beam. Like, yeah. as soon as I saw I was like pulled in slowly and I had this weird look on my face like I was being abducted by aliens. Uh, when we were at the bar outside, whatever, I saw Henry Thomas inside and I was like, oh my gosh. And I started to get closer. I was like, is that really him? And then he looked at me. I was like, oh! 
Oh. <laughs> Looked away real quick, like, do, 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 do. And then after you've been to a couple, you do what, like what I did, where you walk by Lori Petty, and she's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, and then you get 10 feet away from her, and you're like, oh, shit, that was Lori Petty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Fuck. yeah. Right. Um, I didn't even realize that uh, after the fact, though. But um, the guy who plays Chewbacca now, yeah, um, he did walk right by me, and the only thing I noticed is like that guy's really tall. And then he just passed. I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot he has a booth here. <laughs> I just walked by him. I should have said something cool like. Oh well, I'm I'm glad that you've enjoyed your. Tenure on Drunk on Comics. Yeah, I had a Sad to see time. you go soon. Mm. But uh, are you leaving, or is uh, he no, being no, a jackass? Just, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. You gotta if you're I gonna. Gave do... a, I gave him a case of heaven, and now. I was gonna like... say if you're gonna do bullshit like that, you gotta clue me in ahead of time so I can play along. Oh, you guys will regret it, man. I'm gonna do my own podcast. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> I'm leaving this town. Blackjack and hookers. <laughs> That'd be kind of like... I swear they're here. It's not true with me. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, we have plenty to talk about uh, from that, but we'll get to... I mean, it's con season now. There's plenty of smaller cons going on. I want yeah. to kind of try to hit up some of those. Yeah. You plan on doing any? No. Plans? <laughs> no. I never plan... Like, I never plan on doing... I didn't plan on going to Motor City until like two weeks before. So that's just the way my life is. I don't plan that shit ahead of time and this is why we don't know so much about Liz and her <laughs> life she doesn't even know about it that's fair uh I saw Brightburn this past week ah me too and I didn't, I didn't get to see it explain to me what that is I don't even know what that is so it is the story of Superman as a kid but he turns evil to be fair, it's not you the story of what Superman. You like you it, how is it not the story of Superman? No, 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 no. no I'm just I'm is being clear here. It's not. Oh, it is not Kal El. It's not the story of Superman, but it is the story of Superman. If he, when he came into his powers as a young boy, was evil. It's a movie. We saw it in the theater. What? <laughs> is it is it comic based? Like, is no. it the company that makes it? No, had produced by James Gunn. Yeah. Okay. And I think so, it was written by his brothers, wasn't it? I think it might have been, yeah. Too, yeah. Um, fucking good. I, yeah, fucking the reviews good movie. are terrible, and seeing some people that say plot holes are just fucking idiots. They don't understand what good writing is. Yeah. I, well, okay, I, I subtract. There's probably some points where you could probably say there could have been better writing. <laughs> they say plot holes because they don't understand things. Yes. They don't. Or yeah. simplistic like, things. Oh, I don't get that, so that's a plot hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They left that's, the body here, have, so how did it like, show up over here? Well, off screen, when the person's trying to devise the way to cover up shit, probably went and grabbed the body because, oh, he's quicker than lightning, so he could probably go get that in an instant. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> ultimately, there were some scenes in it that gross. made me so gross. look away. Mm-hmm. And it, it, what kind of disappointed me, though, was there wasn't more of that. Oh, no, I'm fine with that, because I can't watch the whole movie no, from can't. behind my hands. But that was what was <laughs> great part of it. I wish there was a few more key scenes like that. It Oh, it was one of those things that I haven't felt in a real movie before. Yeah. Because normally, like, chest bursters or anything, I've gone on about this before, that doesn't phase me. But yeah. this shit, it was so gruesome and real and what it probably would look like if this shit happened. Ugh. Yeah. It was it was good. I'm really and, excited. I'm going to watch this now. I mean, I'm just remembering what it is now because like I cuz you're referring to a couple of things there and I was like, mm, yeah, I do remember yeah. that uh, yeah. preview for that." Yeah. And the ending too. I hope that goes into a Yeah, the ending. Sequel. So they do this thing at the end and I won't give away the stuff that you're talking about, but they do this thing at the end where it's Michael Rooker playing like this um news uh, host. Yeah, like the what's the fuck? Alex Jones type. Uh, internet oh, sure. news guy, right? Uh, just screaming things it, and talking yeah. about shit. And there's, you know, news stories going on in the background and stuff. And the news stories going yeah. on in the background are like, you makes you a little excited for maybe sequels a little bit. Oh, suggestive, right? Yeah. Well, they, you know, it's best to leave that stuff open just in case they get right. the funding or right. somebody wants to pick it up or they want to yeah. sell the rights, right? Yeah. Uh, Which is a bad idea. Always. Normally in movies, I hate when they have open endings but I mean this was okay yeah, but at least for fan fiction and stuff people can get into it and come up with right. their own cool stories and well, I'm just saying well I guess yeah it wasn't a cliffhanger that's what I should say yeah. when movies flat out are like yeah we're gonna make a trilogy out of this and then it flops and then they're like 
oh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. And then they didn't give you any sort of solid ending. Uh, I will say Avengers, once again, still chugging along at the box office. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, we can talk about it now, right? Because everybody talks about it. I've heard it so many times. Oh, yeah, the embargo has been lifted. It's kind of the fun thing to do is to say the spoiler, the biggest one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but we don't need to, though. We're, we're Everyone has that. seen the movie. But we want oh, more he, people to see the he movie. Wants to talk about we it. want more people to see the movie so it can beat Avatar's numbers. It okay, did beat you know Avatar's numbers, didn't it? No. I thought, like, a week ago it was announced that it beat the US. its numbers. Oh, okay. Beat the U.S. They haven't beaten the world. Gotcha. Avatar still holds that by, I want to say, I can't remember if it was a seven or a two. I always get those two numbers confused. Yeah, because uh, it looks like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... Well, it's a big difference, too, in the millions of dollars, how big of a difference that is. I hope that they will hit that, but yeah, I don't... Yeah, seven. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> that took me a second. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if it necessarily will. And partly goes to because of... The amount of time that Avatar was in theaters, the no competition around that time, because of the 3Ds and them being in IMAX. Like, it was an IMAX for, I want to say, a couple months where... And IMAX Endgame, tickets are more expensive. Yeah, and that's where most people went and saw Avatar, which is why it made so much, where Avengers is already out of IMAX. It would be interesting to see, like, instead of doing it by dollars, doing it by actual number of tickets sold to see how close they are on that. Because that is kind of more of a... I don't... 3D... I feel like 3D movies used to be more... Their tickets used to be more expensive, too, weren't they? You ever notice that there's not as much 3D movies anymore? It's like the gimmick has passed. We... Josh and I were actually just talking about this the other day because he hates 3D movies. But, like, Godzilla's in 3D and Avengers was well, in 3D. there's certain movies where I feel that they, they shot it specifically for 3D. Yeah. Where when they tack it on at the end, I hate those. It's just, that's the gimmick. Avatar, yes, it was shot to be seen in 3D. Right. Which yeah. is why I made it so prevalent. That type of 3D, 3D that they were using to make that movie. Like, I've never seen as good since Avatar. And right. I didn't know I was going to go see it. Like, my family was like, let's go see Avatar. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then we, she's like, my mom's like, here. It's in 3D. And then it was amazing. Like, yeah. I was blown away. And I don't know if it was just because it was the first time I saw it that good. Right. It, that kind of 3D. Yeah, because that, that was Avatar, the first real the 3D, right? Uh, when they yeah. started using, like, the sunglasses they, type no, ones. These glasses, they were they were different. Like, they, yeah. they did the thingy. You know? Oh, the shutter they glasses? Had, they had, you know, batteries in them. And sh- oh. Yeah. It was, I forgot that those things existed. They did it at least yep. one time in the theater, and it was amazing. It was the best I've ever seen. I've never seen it that good, and yeah. I've seen lots of movies in 3D since then. Yeah. Uh, I also, in the last couple of weeks, saw John Wick 3, yeah. and those movies just are amazing for action films. Now, Godzilla just came out, and haven't seen that yet, but I do plan on seeing it. And it did win the box office for the weekend. Yeah. It made around forty-nine to fifty million. Um, it had a budget of I want to say around forty, but I still think it's first weekend. It's still going to continue to keep making money. Sure. Yeah. But one of those things that you always you know question when it comes to sequels is how much more did it make from right. what it initially cost. I um. I I feel apprehensive to even qualify this is as a sequel, even though I know technically it is. Uh, but I feel like the biggest complaint I've heard about it is that it's just a movie with monsters fighting other monsters, and that complaint to me is fucking stupid. I know that's what I <laughs> that's what I want to go see. It's exactly what I want to see. That is exactly I want to see these giant fucking monsters fighting each other. I don't care. I don't even care about the humans in the movie anymore. I just want to see these monsters beating the shit out of each other. That's really it. So I will I'm down for it. Josh doesn't want to go see it, so you and I should go see it. Oh for sure. I I'm I'm down. Cool. They always uh, seem to be like adding new powers to Godzilla. Yeah. And I'm always interested to see what the newest one was. Or the newest way in he in which he wins or dominates. Or right. Whatever. And I'm excited, like, this is all build up to another thing, which is Godzilla versus King Kong. And so I want to see how it leads to that. It's going to happen. Well, that's the thing that it I feel make any like sense this is Godzilla a... is so big and King yeah, Kong is right. just. But he, they also mentioned that he wasn't at his largest yet. He's still growing. Right? You King Kong that? doesn't have any powers, though. Yeah. Godzilla has, like. Play breath and. But 
it's laser, laser eyes, eyes right. or whatever. Yeah. Godzilla has like a uh, scale. Like he's he's extremely mm-hmm. large, you know. Um, and King Kong is like nimble, and he's a gorilla, so he's like he climb super punch like a fucking you know? tree. <laughs> yeah, he could just like do like a whole rampage on him. He squirrely just runs around real quick. I climbs just, up his back and rips what, his head off. When Godzilla's fighting multiple bad guys and then goes to fight one, which, which oh, who's, wait, isn't Godzilla a good guy? So Donkey Kong, I thought. Donkey oh, Kong. King Kong. <laughs> that movie I would fucking uh, King Kong, a lot to watch. I thought was a <laughs> good guy, barrels too. At Godzilla. <laughs> like, where did he get the large barrels? <laughs> like, I feel like the verses is going to be them fighting at first, and then there's going to be a bigger bad, and then mm. they team up and be like, Oh, this was a misunderstanding, like all comic book hero movies. I hope that a King Kong learns how to use sign language, <laughs> so they can communicate with us. Oh, how about how about um the Amy, Mecha, Mecha Godzilla you. or whatever from Kong, right? the robot Godzilla or Congo? I mean, the ro- oh Mecha Mechazilla or yeah. whatever. Me- so like, let's say like you know you do have your big fight with Godzilla and King Kong, right? But then the the government has been making this Mecha because he wants to stop this whole fight because. They want to take down Godzilla because this is a villain or something like that. Sure. Or some guy who wants to control. But I want there to be no Godzilla because mine is going to you know, be the most important one. So he sends it in. They both team up and beat him up. Ah. And King Kong doesn't have to die. I don't want him to die. <laughs> no. Aww. Please, no. You like King Kong. You think he's going to be like a blonde that is in distress <laughs> that he saves? Yeah, I hope they flip it a little bit and she's like a brunette or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or no hair, just bald. Oh, yeah. And why not? That'd be good. times. Yeah. Shaved. One side of the head shaved. Like some goth chick from the village in New York. Who's just so above everything. (laughs) (laughs) Like she ends up really actually above everything and she's at the top of the building. Right. You were King Kong. Before getting into some book reviews, uh, I just want to just throw this question out there. If you put two hundred forty million into something, are you hoping to get a good return, good fan reactions, money well, back? Just your money back, uh, break even? Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. Unless I'm putting two hundred forty million dollars into like you know fixing the world, which I guess at that point would give yeah. me a, a return of some sort. Yeah, it really pretty, depends on what it is. Like, pretty sure HBO solving world hunger, lost you don't get their ass on the $240 million that it's sounding like they gave for the last season of Game of Thrones. Oh, oh yeah. Here we go. Linz, oh. I just want to briefly talk about this. <laughs> I'm just going to go outside for a while and have a smoke break because I got nothing on Game of Thrones. <laughs> we have to, I bet you we have different opinions on this. Oh, yeah. Of course you do. How do you have any different opinions than every fucking person on this planet? Because uh... you don't understand story? I nuance story. I fucking understand Arcs. nuance. The thing Shots that fired. listen, <laughs> listen. The thing that the pe- the thing that people were most upset about was Danny turning evil. And I have to say to you, the American fucking public, if you didn't fucking see that coming, then you are the ones who do not understand nuance. No, because that no, has no. been happening for seasons. Uh, you can get see it a little bit more in the books. Shit doesn't just flip like that, though, and that they didn't do a good enough job to slowly show it. They all of a sudden go back and say, oh, when she's kind of upset here, or oh, when she's kind of upset here. Bell's ringing somehow fucking is a trigger system? No. There are so many better fan theories on how it could have worked. I don't care that much about it to get so upset. I just was not surprised that she burned down a whole city. Uh, I kind of was, because that came out of fucking left field. Mm. Person Mm. who pretty much said we can't attack this city because there's children and innocents yeah. in there when she is in marine all of a sudden just goes that shit goes out the window because i'm crazy <laughs> <laughs> that that they give the only kid that has a chair because the iron thrones melted down oh, well, yeah. the fucking kingdom oh. and you have a person that's on trial who says and i'm going to name the next king oh and now you name me your hand wink wink nudge nudge that's yeah. awesome. That sounds like politics. Oh, it sounds like fucking piss poor writing. <laughs> I mean, I again, I don't. It's not my favorite season, but I'm not uh, losing my shit over it. You guys remember Ned? Yeah, he's my favorite. I'm almost on the last episode of season one. I you <laughs> can't know, wait to see a here story we go. Arc. <laughs> Catching up, guys. To me, the Stark kids ended where they were supposed to be. Oh, exactly how Caitlin wanted them. Yeah. 
all three of their, her remaining kids, you know, doing their own thing, and then and her then bastard son. On the other side of the wall. Yeah. If only she knew. What do you mean wasn't. remaining? <laughs> 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 so, I mean, you know, a lot of people are losing their shit over this stuff. I, I just don't. Well, we're losing our shit over it because care. those two dickheads are going to go and ruin Star Wars for us. Oh, yeah, probably, but. It's not probably about it. <laughs> are gonna? Don't you think it's already kind of ruined? It's, it's going to get worse, is what I should say. How could it get worse? That's all I'm saying. They're writing the next trilogies of Star Wars films. The next, yeah, right, okay. So, yeah. that we see what they can't accomplish by themselves on something that was could have been fucking perfect. Could have been damn yeah. near the best show on yeah. network television. Yeah. Still probably throw that to Breaking Bad, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big fan of Westworld, which that teaser came Westworld, out. that first season? Hmm. Perfect. Yeah. But then they started up another season. I was like, what are you guys doing? This is dumb. Uh, third season has Aaron Paul in it. The guy from Breaking Bad, right? Uh, and it's based around him, and it's going to be obviously them out in the real world because they had escaped at the end of season two. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you know what I, I would say the best writing on TV right now is? Chernobyl. Mm, I've heard that's very good. Josh watched it. People watch it. go watch it. It's a five... I believe five or six part uh, miniseries almost Where can you find it? On HBO. Also, you can, like, do the app or something like that on your smart TV, HBO Go or something. Yeah. 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 It's worth it to get it for... Watchmen's coming out. I kind of want to see that. There's dark materials. Yep. I mean... kind of want to see that. Watchmen just look like they're, you know... <laughs> they're giving people... Well, let's say, they're jerking off the fans like of, people, of Rorschach. Rorschach yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Do you like Rorschach? Here's yeah. a bunch of people with a bunch of masks. So, because I, I thought this was going to be a prequel, but it turns out it's actually a sequel. Yeah. Which doesn't really... Does it make any sense? Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And some of the characters that they're going to have in it and yeah. how it's going to... How the world falls apart all around. Yeah. Because it totally that, does. Having Rorschach's book be found in a cult after that. Right. I just... Which <sighs> had me happy, because when I first saw the the... The like short teaser that they did, and they had just the one Rorschach mask that popped in there, and I was like, "That is a shitty fucking mask. This show's gonna suck." And then I realized <laughs> later that's just their cult masks. Yeah. So they're, they're of they course they're shitty. shitty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with it now. Poor quality masks. <laughs> I feel like I have to go back and uh-huh. listen to some past episodes though, because I feel like we had a bet on if Game of Thrones is gonna end well or not. Yeah. And I know that I knew it was going to be shit. I think we bet on who was going to take the throne. Oh, and I said it was going to be melted yeah. by a dragon. Yeah, you did win that one. Yeah. I also won a pool with my friends because of that. I had to kind of argue a bit because uh, in it, me and this other person were kind of neck and neck. And it was five points for who sits on the Iron Throne. He legit did say Bran, but I messaged my friend to go, I put not listed because I knew there was going to be no throne, and I've been saying that since the beginning yeah. of the season. So technically, Brandon sit on the Iron Throne, so that person doesn't deserve those points. And my arguments stood, and I won. So <laughs> I just zoned out. Give me. I really I'm wish Tony would like <laughs> take this passion for something yes! else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> that's, that's two out of three. It's He's so three good at making these arguments, but then it's like, well, these are completely arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I do when I sit home. I need to watch the movie. Throw, argue frozen. with myself. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's money involved, I want to know too because that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's listen. Let's find that episode. All right. Uh, I think it was beer. I think there was. Yeah, beer there's involved. always usually beer. Yeah. Which is money. Yeah. Lynn, you got some books. I do. I do. I read two. I'm going to start with the radically rearranged Ronin ragdolls, which is just a mouthful. Um, so this book, it says Shane and Paul Bookman's radically rearranged Ronan Ragdolls on the front. Shane and Paul Bookman are fictional characters created by Kevin Eastman from his semi-autobiographical book, Drawing Blood. So these are the characters that his character, Shane so Bookman... <laughs> You explained it before. <laughs> this makes even less sense you explained it yeah. a second time so, to me. So the Drawing Blood, semi-autobiographical book about Kevin Eastman that he's doing. Semi-autobiographical because they're not him. He's not doing it about him. He's not the character. He's created these characters that are supposed to be proxies for him. And the radically rearranged Ronan Ragdolls are the proxies for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
Does that make more sense? Yes, it does, <laughs> but why... It's a book that's in a book. This is the book that's in that book. But if it's you read, bookception. Okay, but if you read that book, though... <laughs> it's like that comic in Watchmen. So it's like, you know, at one point in time, Kevin Eastman helped create the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He was one of the two yeah, people. So I still read yeah. read it now. Yeah, yeah, But, okay, so the the auto semi-autobiographical, instead of him in that book saying he made Teenage Mutant right. Ninja Turtles... This Shane Bookman, or Paul Bookman, Shane Shane okay. Bookman, is who is the Kevin Eastman character, creates the... Why wouldn't he just make it about himself in Ninja Turtles? Dude, That's it's, what I... It's, it's Kevin Eastman. Okay. We, I mean, I'm not going to try and get in that man's head. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's a very similar story. These cats, right? These tiny little kittens are in a lab. Something happens, an accident happens. So they, it's like a modern version, it, right? Yeah. A read... Retelling. Read, yeah. Yeah. Uh, an accident happens, they get all these, they, it's actually way more complicated because in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they get doused in ooze and then they become the Teenage Mutant Ninja Mm -hmm. Turtles. These cats go through like gamma rays and like DNA splicers and just like a bunch of, they like run through a bunch of rooms. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and they get adopted by this woman and man. So their, their father. Is there four? There's three. Three. Okay. Yeah, there's three. Um, they get adopted by this couple who they save from getting mugged in a alley. So they're is there is there catnip? Their parents no, they eat sushi. Right? Oh, that just makes so much sense. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> Turtles and um, pizza, the cats and sushi. Yes. This is way better. Yes. So uh, so no no rats, no also mutated things that are their like parents. Is it's this New York humans. Based? It is New York based. Okay. Yep. All right. It takes place in Queens, I believe. Is there mention of Ninja Turtles at no. all? Like a, like a comic inside the comic thing? No. Like, no well, they turn on the TV and it's like, oh, it's crap. No. Oh, it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, I, I mean, it is, it does, you know, follow, like, kind of the trajectory of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I don't need, I don't feel like I don't need to explain, like, the whole setup. Okay, the bad sure. guys are the dogs. The Shredder type oh, character geez. is the overdog. They end up finding this boy on the street who is getting attacked so they save him and now he's like their little sidekick kind of like an april o'neill sort of character he's not a reporter he's a child but um you know and it's it's just it is very reminiscent of the original with enough tweaks they're they're female characters they're not male characters though they're all sisters and stuff um subverting expectations they're well the thing i like so the teenage mutant ninja turtles are named after um, artists, right? Italian, classically, classic Italian artists. So yeah. these, their names are Tezuka, Adam, Atomo, and Miyazaki. So they're all named after uh, race cars, manga, right. Right? manga, <laughs> Japanese manga animators. Nice. So the guy, uh, Tezuka is the guy who did Astro Boy. Um, Atomo is the guy who did Akira. And then Miyazaki. Nice. Everyone knows who Miyazaki is, right? Yeah, of course. (laughs) 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 This is a studio Ghibli guy. Yeah. (laughs) So I thought that I thought that was kinda cute. They're still named after artists. They're just Japanese. Yeah. So I actually looked those up because I'm like, those names sound really familiar. The Tezuka one I was like, I really thought that probably was a motorbike, but it was not. (laughs) So uh Good read. I haven't read Drawing Blood, so I I would you could read this without it. Obviously, that is not technically tied to that other book in any way because it's a whole separate story. Just, is this a one shot or it's ongoing series? That is an excellent question that I do not know the answer to. Drawing Blood is an ongoing series. Um, I feel like I had heard this was just a one shot to go along with it in a, a companion piece. I would totally read all of them, though, if they kept going. I think it's... I would love to watch this cartoon, personally. I think it would be really fun. I think they should introduce this world to the Teenage Mutant Ninja well, Turtle I mean, world. There's and... dimensional portals. I mean, <laughs> right. turtles have gone to hang out with Batman and Ghostbusters. They so. went back in time in 3. It's true. The movie. <laughs> well, and, well, the and they too. exist in the Marvel Universe, right? Because technically this ooze that blinded Daredevil yes, is the stuff. Technically. <laughs> technically is always the greatest thing for any continuity is technically. <laughs> technically, they're the same chemical. But really good. Uh, the fucking art in it is amazing. And I just have to add, this is on the best paper. <laughs> yeah, and you know the cover? I was it's noticing so like, it's like a different thick. kind of yeah. material. It's like, it's, I love it. It's just different. Stands out for sure. It's shiny. 
Charles, did you have a book to... Yeah, read? it's actually um, it's a collection of uh, like 13 tales. It's really neat. Um, the reason reason kind of got my attention because there's a girl on the cover like leaning over outside of a boat. Oh, I know what book right? this and, is. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> and then there's like tentacles around the boat like it's going to attack, which is kind of sexual... But I'm not. I'm not into it. Was like, but but I thought about. It, I was like, oh, that's You're how they get you. That's how they get you. So the book is called Nightmare World, right? Yeah. It's got uh, 13 tales of terror in it. And um, as soon as I opened it up, like, there's this foreword about like making excuses for why you can't, why it's difficult to write, or like, oh, if you guys don't like my stories, it's difficult to write little shorts uh, that all have to do with the same, you know, sort of like a bigger, larger. Why are you guys smiling so weird? <laughs> is, this, is this volume one? Yeah. Okay. Did I? I, I thought Charles, we're going to blow your mind when we introduced you to Men Behind Nightmare World. Yeah? Dirk yeah. Manning. Okay, well, let me start by, I did like it a lot. It's yeah. just that some of them were hit and miss for me. You know, sure. Uh, because it wasn't because it was corny. It was just because when religion kind of comes in there, when religion wasn't involved in another one, I, I liked it to be a bigger theme the whole time. Mm-hmm. It, well, I mean, <laughs> there's, uh, let's say there's the, the devil in one of the comics parts right but then in another one there's um uh cthulhu i'm like nah do they really fall into the same whatever if they're supposed well, to be in the same well, story or related separate story separate worlds yeah, i know but i mean in the forward it said something about that it all being related but maybe i just meant oh no they're literally they're, they're all related yeah yeah um i have the bible the nightmare world bible yeah you want to read all four volumes okay all yeah. right i guess i'm lucky to have uh you know been enticed by this cover. No, yeah. no, I, I did enjoy reading it. It's just that, is, is there a way to write short stories that don't have twists at every end? Is there? I don't think in this book specifically that it is because it does end up becoming a bigger thing overall. And eventually I think they do end up tying to each other a little bit, but there are still going to be stories that are completely 100% don't have anything to do with anything else. Yeah. And then there's ones like Game that of Thrones. there's ones that <laughs> there's ones that do. Oh my god. Tie, was this the was this because he in later ones he did each story was done by a different artist. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each one had its own style and stuff like that. Yeah. And each one had it was like its own little comic within because there was a cover. Yeah. And the one that stood out in my mind was the there was a cover of a uh, it's a beautiful cover. It was like um, little petals of flowers falling out over a wedding, and the groom is forward toward the uh the you know the priest or whatever but the the bride is turned toward the aisle for some reason right and mm-hmm. so it the, tells the tale immediately of this girl is thinking about somebody else or expecting something or she's bothered by something right so the story that comes about is like really really the twist was good because there's this guy talking to his ex-girlfriend and he had disappeared for a long time she's all like she's pissed why did you get why did you call me to come here and meet at this diner and he's all like, I just wanted to explain some things. Like, I never thought I was good enough for you. And she's, and he's like, so what are you doing now? And she's like, he was like, so what are you doing now? She's like, well, I met this guy and, you know, I ran away and to Paris and met him at the Eiffel Tower. So corny, but we're getting married soon. And he's like, oh, that's great. I just wanted to give you this one thing. And she's like, what? And she like goes to look at it and it shows the newspaper and it says like the obituary. She's like, why do I look at the obituaries? And boom, he's gone. And it shows him right outside of the diner walking with the Grim Reaper. It's like... So uh, he made a deal with the Grim Reaper to have this one moment to talk to his loved one before he went off. The, the deal was 100 years of servitude. He's like, so I, do I get like a sickle now or do I have to earn it? <laughs> this is really good. Really fun yeah. twist. And that was why she was turned and looking like she was thinking about that whole scenario that just happened. Yeah, cool. that's good. Yeah. I do love um, I do love the Nightmare World stories. They're, they're all really good. I, love I mean, them. I liked it. A lot. I just yeah. that's why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. No, yeah, it was definitely good. We uh get you hooked it's up. It's difficult with not to be critical. Jerk. Uh, I'll invite <laughs> you on that interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was normally you would have met him at Motor City, but he was being fancy in Las Vegas that weekend. You know, Todd McFarlane and But I totally have the Bible and I will lend it to you. This was meant to be. To read. Yes, for sure. It's it's good. It's good. And it does it does become a larger this is also Thanks. why it's so great having Charles on the show to re-explore some of our I know. our wonder at first. I haven't I haven't thought about Nightmare World in a while. Actually, the last time I thought about Nightmare World was mm-hmm. when we were watching Bandersnatch because mm-hmm. there was one of the stories from Nightmare World uh, similar to 
the theme of banders. We had a whole episode about it. Yeah. Go back and listen to it. (laughs) What was the other book that you... Okay. So I read Batman Last Night on Earth by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, the fucking wonder twins of Batman. So the world's going to end and this is like the last 12 hours until... Last night on Earth. Oh. Oh, so... You mean... Like Dark Night. The Knights Templar are all gone, and we only have the <laughs> yes. the Dark Knight yes. to save yes. us all. So it's um, the Queen is dead; she's not knighting anyone else. Uh, exactly. It's a, it's a long book; it's sixty two pages. So you know, mean, you know what that would mean, though? Like Sir Paul McCartney, Sir Patrick Stewart, all of them are dead. I mean, they're Aww. technically knights too. I mean, you got to really take the connotation into what the last knight means. If you're gonna Elton say John? tonight, tonight. Oh, he he's is. he's the last one. He's, yeah, he's knighted, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, this is a black label book, which is the adult DC books, I guess. The uh, Elseworld. The, the Batman. Uh, Batman dick, dick books. Yeah. <laughs> Batman dick books. There is no Batman dick in this. Uh, it's uh. detective. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good private game. detective. <laughs> um, so Robin doesn't show up in this. No, you were Robin. So the, the uh, so much in this book. So the book starts with. Um, I, can, can you explain though what the title means towards the story? Even well, though I was joking about last. Is is, is this something to it, do with like the world is ending yes. and he is the last? Okay. Yes, this is a post-apocalyptic scenario here. But how we get to that post-apocalyptic. A apocalyptic <laughs> scenario is uh, it it took me a minute to figure out what was going on because I went I went through a lot of ups and downs in this book. So the book starts with right. Batman dying. He gets shot, right? Some somebody had planted a kid in the spot where his parents were killed in Crime Alley and the kid is sitting up against the uh, light post and Batman goes up to him and the kid is dead. But there's this mechanism that's been triggered on him that shoots Batman oh. and kills him. End, just, of, I mean, end of chapter one. Even though there isn't... <laughs> real kid's dead. Real kid. And and he has, like, has a bomb strapped to him. Kind it's of like, like a gun. Like, 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 like when, a gun he, when he when he picks... like It's almost like a toy man this sort of mechanism. This is such a cop-out, it seems like. Batman is well, so naive because of this scenario. He's like, oh no, like... I, I mean, lived through... It was life. like the anniversary of his parents' oh. death. Like he, he could have had other so things So this is really personal. That well, and like so. How graphic was that scene though? Like, are they showing kind of some blood and gore because it's a black label? They did not show any blood and gore there. No, but the the leading into that, there's been this person drawing chalk lines around the city, and they disappear every day. But it's like in a different spot every day. So of course, Batman has eight thousand million dollars worth of technology. So he has like a satellite image, and it's. An out, it's like a chalk outline of oh Batman my gosh. Yeah, over really? the whole city, and where his heart would be on this chalk outline is Crime Alley, where his parents died. Which wow, right? Fucking crazy. That's and that's where outrageous. he goes to find the kid. And I wonder what Batman's chalk outline lo- lo- looks like. His little bat ears. Like yes, it actually <laughs> it does, and it's giant because it's you know it's not like a little. No, I mean the t- actual when they when oh the, when the cops are like yeah <laughs> should I draw the ears? Go ahead. <laughs> Um, the, the kid is noticeably dead, though, when he looks at him. He's, like, gray and shriveled. Oh, he's been there a while. Fucking gross. Um, but not bloody. So, end of chapter one. That's the end of chapter one. Chapter two is Bruce waking up in, like, a hospital. But he looks younger. And it's one of those scenarios where it's like, oh my god, he's finally awake. Oh, you've been in a coma for 20 years, sort of scenario. Like, all of this stuff is playing out. You look around, you can see all the people working in Arkham look like the villains that he's been fighting his whole life. Alfred's there trying to convince him that he's been in a coma for 20 years. He's the one that killed his parents. It gave him a psychotic break. He's been in Arkham for 20 years. Fucking playing out this Batman scenario in his head. Whoa. Yeah. Which I thought was super interesting. But. <laughs> but then it comes to reality and he really was. Then you get to, like, he escapes and he does this whole 
running around Arkham killing people, defeating people. I guess not killing them because he's <laughs> Batman. Defeating people sort of thing. Are we just, are we just like, is this like happening while Batman's laying on the ground dying? This is all going to Jacob's ladder going nope. through his head? Nope. This Fucking is hate a- those endings. This is actually happening. Okay. All right. And. I'm at the edge of my seat. I want more. Come on. And, uh, Along somewhere along the way, Bruce figures out that he's being lied to. Alfred's lying to him, so he ends up confronting Alfred on the roof. And Alfred's like, "I was just trying to give you an actual life. I thought this was the only way to do it is to Someone's make you off the roof. make you think you were crazy. And if you thought you were crazy and now you were better, then maybe we could just be a family, sort of thing." And Alfred looks young too, but then he's he's using like a holographic projector. He's actually super fucking old. I was just say, is this all post-apocalyptic now after he's been in the coma? Uh, so shit happened, or did yeah, the, the start of yeah. the story... So, turns out, Batman, original, I'm going to say original Batman, which is kind of a giveaway. I'm giving yeah. away this whole story, yeah, totally you guys, so yeah. sorry. Oh, well, no, just but, get to the scenario okay. of how it's post-apocalyptic. So, so Terminators? Oh, no, 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 hold on. <laughs> so, Bruce had created a machine to clone himself because every generation needs a Batman. Uh. Yeah. So he dies. So he's younger. Yeah. He dies in chapter one. I was gonna say, did he actually die? This, he said he died, and then yeah. there's the coming out of a coma. Doesn't really make sense. This is a clone yeah. of himself. That was kind of cool. So when when he's going through that scenario in his head where he's like fighting all the people and he thinks it's real and stuff, but it wasn't actually real, is he being given the past of Bruce Wayne? Yeah. So he gets all of his memories. He, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, how would it be laid out? For right. You? M- more like a, a large maze to go through, so you can. Have experienced all the things Batman. Yeah. So you are Batman, right? So that he's kind of like Westworld. Kind of. Okay. For not now. a robot. There There's the robots. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you go. Not a robot. So, but over here, robot. Please, love a robot. The thing that the thing that I'm unclear about in this is Alfred admits creating this scenario so that he can get Bruce out of being Batman, just being Bruce, just enjoying Instead. life. They're right, the clone. Really? And I so makes two clones. What, well, solved. I'm well, and I'm wondering, did he set it up for the original Bruce to die? I don't see Alfred doing that, but if he thought maybe he could give Bruce a new life with a new Bruce, maybe. I don't know. It is a black label book. It could get a little dark like that. Or he's just testing it on um, Bruce right now so that he can yeah. live forever. He well, Alfred he lets he Bruce lets Bruce again? go. He lets him go. He's still Bruce. Bruce. He lets Bruce go, um, and then Bruce, Bruce. That's the end of chapter two. Beginning of chapter three, Bruce pops Bruce. out of like this fucking desert, right? Sand. I don't know. Don't give me any more. He like this digs his super... way out. The first thing he sees is like the Joker head. It's on the cover, so this is not a giveaway. There's a Joker head and a lantern. Not like a green lantern, just like a lantern, just in the middle of the fucking desert. And he's funny. He is a funny ass mm. Joker. <laughs> Their little sidekick interaction is gonna be amazing, and I'm gonna love it so much. Um, so he's carrying around this Joker head with him, and he runs into Diana. And this is when you find out that something has happened because he go tries to go back to the city. There's this giant like crater in it where the Green Lantern battery had crashed. Like that big, you know, the thing that charges all the Green Lantern rings. Mm -hmm. Something had happened at some point in time where um, the people, like Lex, had decided to get the people of the world to uh, rise up against heroes. So the heroes weren't fighting villains anymore. The people were attacking them. And what do you do as a superhero? You fight people who aren't powered? Do you attack people who are civilians? Like, what do you do in that scenario? You, you just chloroform everybody. <laughs> <laughs> does, this, does this smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> so they end up killing a ton of um, heroes, and then they start turning against the villains, and then the villains and the heroes have to team up to... And it, it just ends in this whole apocalypse scenario. Orgy. The Green Lantern battery dies... Green Lantern rings end up crashing to Earth. Fucking people are just wearing Green Lantern rings around, but their well, minds <laughs> aren't fucking capable of, like, being able to use the Green Lantern rings. So it's like a bunch of giant Green Lantern babies running around because it's literally the only thing they can project out of their mind is this infantile, evil demon baby. 
It's so weird. Anyway, Diana comes and saves because, you know, she's Diana. Is there more of the story you want to reveal? <laughs> but this is how we get to the post-apocalyptic part, right? Here you go. Robots. People, people, no, that's all I wanted you to say is robots. People, no, it's people tore the world up, basically. Like uh, the people of Earth. I've meant it for for robots. Tore up the world. <laughs> <laughs> There's still three more chapters after this, you guys. So I'm not really giving that much away. Okay, well, uh, that's I'm a not, lot. It'll yeah, a small I'm not. I, that's that's where I'm gonna. I got to the. Post. I would have just said Green Lantern babies and then left it at that. Uh, and it Green Lantern that robot was, babies. That, yeah, but that was that's that's even post what happened. Like the whole scenario was Lex finally convinced the world to rise up against heroes, and the people did and took them down. It's crazy. Like they talk about them ripping fucking Clark apart. I'm like, I don't know that that's but true. No blood. But we don't know that. No blood. No blood. Just giant Green Lantern demon babies. That whole scenario is weird. Super weird. Very weird. It is is good. I read, you know, I gave you half the story. You have to go read the other half, I guess. It's a long read. But it's fucking good. And there's three parts to this, so there's still two more books coming out after this. Oh, so you can't read the whole thing right now? No. This is just volume one of three volumes. It's interesting. It is kind of an up and down. Roller coaster. Cause well, you know why I love hate for Batman. Yeah. And I love him, but sometimes the story is. I think you'd like this one. Spectacular. Well, I definitely probably will too. You know what I I also loved was Tom King's you know yeah beginning of his run, and then we're gonna make it 105 issues, and when he announced that because he's like we don't need to tell the story of them together now because we'll tell it at the end. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. As DC says, Tom King is departing Batman after issue 85. What? Next, yep. I next, thought he was going to 105. That's what I knew wasn't going to fucking happen. Mm. Because having the same writer and everything on something to actually make it make sense is not what happens in comics. Yeah. So when they easily could have put Batman and Catwoman together, which it sounded all... We're going to break them down, but then we might put them back together. I mean, I will say, there were some great fucking arcs, but then there's a lot of filler arcs. I like Tom King. I like what he's done sometimes. But this is kind of one of those things of I was hoping for his redemption. We're like, I would like Tom now. King again. They gave up Brain Batman, because now I'm like, I don't really have an invested interest. Now, he's going to be going over to a Batman and Catwoman uh, 12 issue miniseries that they're going to be doing which maybe might tell the rest of his story but it's not the main Batman books Yeah. and once again this is exactly how I knew DC would do it uh, DC is also he gets so angry it's adorable <laughs> DC <love> is also <laughs> stopping their double shipped issues uh, titles that they've been doing because we've been having Batman books every other week oh yeah and we've had like, there's five some, of them been, or something uh, well, no, like the actual physical Batman oh, title, okay. uh, not counting, you know, Detective Comics and all that. Right. I mean, Detective Comics 2 has also been coming out every other. Uh, Superman was, but now that seems to be more monthly. Uh, Flash is another one, and Justice League has been every other month. So they're getting, they're going to start the next year, stop that. Now, we're still going to have our fix of multiple Batman stories. Right. And with the Batman and Catwoman, that's going to kind of continue on. But you know how Detective Comics Batman is slightly different than what happens in the Batman yeah. story arcs. I mean, it's the same character, but they act a bit differently yeah. because of that. So, that's... so they're going to come out monthly instead of bi-weekly. Yes, and I'm kind of... That's good. Yes, because... Well, but like I said... I will pick up the Batman Catwoman because it might be finally the story that I wanted. He's such a romantic. He just wants them to be married. Yes. And Stop I would living in sin. You're such a <laughs> traditionalist. <laughs> That's exactly He's the all only for reason. defining what relationships are. <laughs> he just wants to hear their first fight as a couple. I just want to hear Batman call her his girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> It all comes uh, back around. Speaking of Batman, I don't think we really talked about Robert Pattinson. No, we haven't. Thoughts? Um, 
my opinion on this is not to have an opinion on this. I think that's the safest way to be when it I comes saw, to these casting. What is playing it safe? You've done this before. I don't know. No, you've got not being vanilla. You're not, you're not sharing. No, no, you know Switzerland. I Switzerland's. I didn't watch. I didn't want. That's funny. I didn't. <laughs> that is funny. I'm gonna. That's my new nickname. Go for it. I'll own that. <laughs> um, I you. I don't. I didn't watch Twilight. I don't. I don't. Can't say that I've ever watched Robert Pattinson in fucking anything. I watched the first one and the second one. Yes, you did. Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire. He was oh, Cedric. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. Played, he was an awesome person yeah. in that. But then yeah. Twilight came around or whatever. I don't know yeah. that one. But like, I watched the first two and I was like, eh, I don't think I'm done with this. I mean, thing, he just doesn't, to me, look the part. Yeah. Of a Playboy, like. Muscular person. His eyebrows that are too big. Build, you know, can, that's all cosmetic. You can fix that shit. They're not gonna fix that shit. Yeah, yeah, why not? That's his face. It's like Steve Buscemi. The, the teeth thing. The reason he didn't ever fix his teeth is because that's his. Yeah, that's how he gets work. He's no, a gang looking. You know, he said it himself. I'm not, you know, trashing on him or anything. Yeah. Oh, I know. But, but that's you know he can't. He's not gonna change it. I right. saw a fan made just picture of him in the cowl. Well, him. And uh, now, uh, uh, not Billy Crystal. Fuck who? Uh, first Keaton? Batman. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Uh, and then the other picture was the cartoon of the um, Batman Beyond. Yeah. Because I could totally yeah, see that working for sure. That would be an interesting. But I heard it's a year one story. Yes, and therefore he's a younger. But I just. Um. Yeah. I mean. You know, Val Kilmer was also Batman, and so was George Clooney. So <laughs> and who are one of we... them had nipples. <laughs> both of them? I mean, all of them have nipples. They're useless, but they're there. <laughs> <laughs> Just so everybody knows where it's at, where the location of the nip is at. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, You're it's, I mean, the the bat cod piece I thought was more visually interesting than the bat nipples, but. That's still fucking terrible. It was a bat credit card. Yeah, the bat, the <laughs> <So>. bat card. <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't care about the DC movies so much anymore to get any sort of worked up about who they cast. I just assume it's probably not going to be great. So I don't care who they cast anymore. And that's what you say when you're Switzerland. Yeah. 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 It is. I like it here. It's lovely. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> Would you like to open a bag? I have <laughs> very even blood pressure. <laughs> it's nice. Nice. Uh, going back to robots. <laughs> New Terminator movie looks fucking awesome. And it's only like, it pretty much seems like it's one scene that the trailer primarily is doing a chase scene on the highway. Mm-hmm. But it looks... I don't know. I'm I just happy James else. Cameron came back to kind of finish this trilogy that there's only been two before to make. Just go off of. I was looking at something ones. else. Why I, I like went to imdb.com to look up this other thing for information. It's always going to imdb.com, and it said, you know, Terminator. I was like, what is this? Like a fan-made movie? I, I could not comprehend. And it, it said, what's her name? Um, Linda Hamilton? Hamilton. Yeah. It said her name underneath, and I was like, what? This is gonna be crazy. So I clicked on it, watched the whole thing. Unfortunately, my Wi-Fi was messing up, so I couldn't load all the way. But I started watching. And I was like, oh my god, what am I? My mind was blown. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome that they're bringing her back. I think it's badass. I think she's badass. She, and I think it's badass that it's the story they're bringing told. her back. It's you Here's know. The thing. I, I secretly have loved all the other ones for one small reason or another. And I can I know when some of them are just shit writing and it was a bit flawed. But when you have time travel and you do it okay, then it makes me happy as well. And this obviously has robots and time travel. If it had aliens, I'd just be fucking set. But okay, well. because of that, though... This going back and kind of pretending those other ones didn't happen because of how they set it up with the time travel or whatever uh, can easily be resolved. And this is going right after the first two, which, as everyone kind of states, are the best two. Like I said, I'll argue some of the other ones still have a worthy mention, but I'm just happy to see that this is finally going to close off what happened there. That Arnold's coming back. Maybe this is finally the passing the torch that they try to do mm-hmm. because you know uh, Amelia Clark was in the last one as I think she was supposed to be uh, Sarah, Connor. Sarah Connor she was yeah yep. and we also had uh, Lena Headey also was 
a Sarah Connell Chronicles on the TV show. Oh yeah, that's right. So we had Cersei and and Danny, both yeah. uh, Game of Thrones references there. Nope, don't care. <laughs> I just think it's awesome. In Hollywood, women used to kind of age out of the business, right? Or you became like the grandma. Yeah, that in was a thing for a long stuff. time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's awesome. You know, when Hamilton's coming back, she's kicking fucking ass. She looks amazing. Susan Sarandon kind of has done the same thing. Jamie Lee Curtis. I huh? love. I love to see it. Like um, uh, in Aquaman, uh, you know, Aquaman's mother. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, married to Tom Cruise for a while. Um, fuck, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Right. When she was, you know, she was her character. Yeah. She, what, what she represented was awesome. Yeah. At the age, you know, everything. So yep. I like to see that. I can. I can get behind that sort That'd of. A really good point. Sort of thing. Uh, not, you know, I really care less about Terminator movies, though. <laughs> okay, so... Screw you, Switzerland. I guarantee you there's going to be robots, time travel, and you know what? Maybe some illegal aliens, eh? Oh. 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 Maybe you'll get everything See? you want. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Another thing I'm super happy about from my childhood, yes. Dark Crystal. Yes, okay. One okay. of the movies that scared me to death as a kid, but yep. I enjoyed watching it all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Skeksis were just weird, crazy. This new prequel looks, looks beautiful. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of it's CGI. A lot of the backgrounds and stuff is sure. CGI. And the original... It all everything was all puppeteering. Yeah, everything was set up on purpose, and everything you see move, there's someone behind it doing it mechanically or whatever. But it's all there, and all of it you can touch, and you know, which yeah. was amazing. If you watch it again, the Dark Crystal, you can see all the little things that was put into the well, and all I feel the like animations that sort of stuff ages better, right, than animation does because yeah, it's technology, very... puppet technology, like the inner workings can get more advanced, but you can't really like. Yeah, you look at like the thing, yeah. The, movie, the thing, John Carpenter's, right? Um, none of that was CGI, right? And although the film quality itself, and I don't know what you call the uh, the textures of the things that they used for the you know the gross monster stuff, mm-hmm. that's not going to go anywhere. It's, it's it looks great right. still, right? And um, gross, and <laughs> <laughs> I I oh, think I'm behind them using also CGI though because it fucking visually is amazing. Like it looks so good. I'm not like trying to. Yeah, you, know, you be can get. I think you can get the. I think the problem that I always have with those older movies, and it's not an actual problem because they're amazing, but the lighting for like puppets and stuff like that is always dark. I feel like like you can't get the proper sort of lighting that have you, you ever want. Fucking watch Sesame Street. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's a bright sunny day. <laughs> they say it is. <laughs> but anyway, this is a prequel, well, right? Yeah. What we were talking about, you think it's a prequel still, Tony? Oh no, it one hundred percent is. For yeah. some reason, I thought of, I was thinking of the books that have recently come out, oh. uh, and that they're basing off that. But then there was the prequel books that came out. Ages fucking ago. How do you explain all these extra Gelvins just running around? Right. Did they really just. Flourish that much? Um, there's a lot They're of Jen and Kara's kids. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking going on there. <laughs> Why didn't they tell us that story? And, and you know, I'm excited to see those. You know, the creatures that are tall that are supposed to go move really fast. That they rode. Mm. The the land striders. Sure, whatever, man. You got the nomenclature there. Great, <laughs> but uh, he's got all this stuff go stored in a weird part of his brain. I thought they would be faster. Hopefully, this one will be much faster. Yeah, I just want to see them move like they should. Right, and. Man, I don't want to see them die this time, like, so much. It's all bad when they died. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell anyone if they haven't seen the Dark Crystal movie, fucking watch that. Yeah. <laughs> go see that yeah. shit. Yeah, that's good. I mean, go see it. It's on Netflix. Watch, right it, watch it with you your watch. kids, too. They will enjoy it just as much. Because it's Jim Henson, folks. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's scary, scary, but you're, like, you're the person you are today because the, you what, when did you watch that? What year was that? I think it came out in '82. So Before you must have been really young. No, when you watched been it for the he first was time. negative <laughs> one or two. <laughs> yeah, it was 1982. There's, then. Yeah. There's nothing really that scary about it. I mean, it's meant to be that scary. Those creatures and stuff. And I don't think that's the the stuff of nightmares. Did you have nightmares? Was a kid, yeah, but that's just because. I but feel like the giant you're gonna crab have nightmares about so many weird things anyway. I feel like parents a lot of times modern parents especially uh, try to protect their kids from things that are scary but they forget that like kids need to learn how to be afraid or oh no I'm I'd like scared, I'm not saying right? they should watch they should definitely yeah. get scared it's just a movie right it's the easiest thing to get over yeah 
Labyrinth. That was the fucking that was Aliens the other movies one. and Children of the Corn and shit because my dad just let me watch movies and yeah. now some of those I shouldn't have. Now but, we know. And yet Stephen King's it's what's got you. Why he is <laughs> the way he is today. <laughs> well, I just learned that you just said it and I just learned of a place where you can send clowns to deliver donuts. Oh. I know I've seen it before. That's not going to backfire at all. I, Someone's getting shot. Yeah. I'm going to be doing that. I have to just remember who my friends are afraid of clowns. You're going to send clowns with donuts? Yeah. You can send that to my house. You know what they'll never do? <laughs> they'll never send zombies. I like donuts. They'll never send zombies to people's houses. No. Because they will, they will kill people. Yeah. Yeah, you think so? You think people Yeah, I know a guy out? who's like, if I was asleep right now in my house and somebody came in, well, I'm pretty to be sure a zombie, I would kill that person. People aren't going to be fucking delivering donuts when people are sleeping. I mean, jeez. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I but don't if it's zombies, you want to send them at the weird times of the day or night. Yeah, just knock on their It's a prank. Knock on their window at one <laughs> thirty in the morning. Oh, Charles, you got a, a little bit. You got booze in a book. Yeah, yeah. So when I was at Comic Con, I met this fella who uh, uh, I went to go interview. Just a random guy, you know. And I liked his artwork, and he just messed with me so much. I love it. He didn't give me a proper interview, but interview, but he just noticed that I was really um, nervous, and so he just started messing with me. And that's as far as I'm going to go with that one. Um, he gave me a book to read, and he made me promise I would read it, and I'm so happy that I wrote, uh, I, um, I read it. Uh, it's called Dry Spelt by Ken Kreckler. He wrote and illustrated it, and it was super impressive. What I noticed about the book, though, is that the main character, it's his face. He drew his face on the main character. Oh, so it's him. So nice. it's really fun, because I was like, I got to meet him! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you much about this except for that uh, it, you know, like in a, in a, in a story, it gets to a certain point. And it's really, really exciting. Well, when it got to a certain point, it was held up there. The excitement level, like it kept me so interested for a really good amount of time before it started to do its whole dwindle and wrap it up thing. Right. Uh, so because this, this book is about, it's kind of about um, relapsing or it's called dry spell. So like you go for a while and then you know you fall off the wagon. Sure. We're gonna totally uh, put a tequila in your hands when you're reading this for sure. But uh, it really depends on if you want to go hardcore like with Jose Cuervo or just a Patron. A, right. But <laughs> maybe you want to go with mezcal, which is I mean tequila is just a bastardized <laughs> uh, mezcal. You know. Um. Uh. If you like blurry makeout sessions, impromptu karaoke in public restrooms, you know, after party, like after parties, <laughs> spinning rooms, riotous vomiting, carnivorous shame, you know, then this is the book for you for sure. Awesome. If you say things like never again, tequila makes you crazy, or I just want to fuck strangers when I drink this, this is the book for you for sure. No, seriously. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't want to give anything more away about this because I liked it so much. I want anybody to read this for sure. On the front of it says, be yourself. That just goes right with the book. It's great. Tequila makes you be yourself, for sure. Your most self. Your most self. Your Even most further than self. your most your self. Maximum, you're 120. Your maximum self. I'm 120 me. <laughs> uh, I would imagine that uh, if you Google Ken Crackler. Uh, actually, um, you can Google BewareTheBlackBaron.com. Uh, okay. You can Google that, but you can yeah. maybe type that in. <laughs> then I'm sure that you can get... There's also, I think that there's a sequel to this or a follow-up or something, or okay. a themed up, but this it's called Dry Spell. I, I liked it so much. Cool. Check it out, people. I'm not going to tell you anything about it ever. Right. No. Nope. He really loves it, so that's the selling point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So going along with uh, Aladdin coming out, uh, I saw something on Facebook that kind of just made me feel happy. So person rubs the magic lamp. Genie, you have three wishes. So I wish for all pets could live as long as humans. The genie. Damn. That's good. That's not good. All right, you still have three wishes. That that one's on me. That one's on me. <laughs> oh. Aww. With that, uh, stay thirsty for more stuff coming out of Motor City Comic Con. Yeah. We have a ton. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs>